Welcome back to the Running in Circles podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and today I'm joined by Alex Phillip, aka the kid from Akron. Alex grew up in Akron, Ohio, and even went to the same high school as LeBron James, so that basically already makes him the goat of running. But other than that, Alex is also a very accomplished D3 runner, as he already has five national titles, including two cross country and three track titles. With outdoor track nationals coming up, he's hoping to capture both the 10K and 5K title to add two more to his collection. He has attended John Carroll University for the past four years, but next year he's headed to the University of North Carolina to hopefully help the team go for a cross-country national title and test his limits. On today's episode, we discuss his experience growing up in Akron, Ohio, some funny stories about him playing ultimate frisbee instead of doing workouts, the NBA playoffs, and more. If you enjoy the episode and want to show your support, please leave a five-star review on either Spotify or Apple Podcast, because it really helps the show grow and literally takes less than 10 seconds. But without further ado, here's my conversation with the one and only Alex Phillip. So just to start it off, we'll start it off with kind of a funny question. If you had to run on a track, shape something other than an oval or a circle, what would it be? Oh man, that's a, that's a good question. Other than an oval and a circle, I feel like something like a hexagon would be cool. Shaking it up a little bit. For sure, for sure. That that'd be interesting. Making it making it difficult on the competition. Maybe better than a square or something where you just gotta like, you know, forty degree or ninety degree turn it. Yeah, all those turns like not on an oval or a circle suck, man. But yeah. What was your very first experience with the sport of running and who or what got you into it? Yeah, so um there's a local five K where I'm from in Akron, Ohio. Um, the Italian Fest 5K. And back then I, I really hated running. This was in first grade. My mom was just trying to get me moving. So she entered me, got me some new headphones, an iPod to run with. Um, and I went out there and I, I ran my first 5K and was miserable every single step of the way. Um, but that was my sort of entrance into running. And I still have a before and after pick that I, I like to look back on to see, you know, just how miserable I really was what was kind of the turning point when you realized you could run in college and be really good at it from just kind of running for fun? Well, coming up, I guess starting in high school, running for me was always kind of a hobby. I just like doing it because I like being around my friends. I like pushing myself in the races. Um, but we never did, you know, a whole lot of, whole lot of running in high school with most of my mileage weeks being around 10 to 15 miles. Uh, when I, I met Kyle and I started, uh, you know, seeing what, what running could do for me and what running could be, um, we ramped up my mileage a little bit. And that freshman year when I was doing 65, 70 a week, I, I had a tempo um, that I had done with my friend Pat. And I averaged around 515 pace for five miles, which at the time was more or less a, a race effort for me. And that was, I think that I guess that beginning spark of like, Hey, you know, maybe if we stick with this and maybe if I continue to push myself that I, I actually could be pretty good at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might have to uh, title the podcast, the kid from Akron. <laughs> yeah. There's a store in Akron second soul that has just a kid from Akron. It's like their big sales point. Mm, awesome. Um, so when I was doing some of the research kind of, I, believe you put for the podcast i believe you played uh some ultimate so how did some ultimate frisbee so how did that kind of impact your high school running career it, it made me maybe i wish i could tell you that that was the 
secret to running fast, but it, it definitely worked against me. We we would line up at practice every day, and one of my friends would stick a, a frisbee in the back of his shirt, and my coach would watch, <laughs> you know, clearly run off with the frisbee in his in our shirts. <laughs> Going, we'd run maybe a mile or so over to this open baseball field where we'd play frisbee for, you know, 30, 40 minutes, work up a sweat, and then we'd run run back to practice uh, as if we had uh, run the whole time. But I think even with the frisbee, I think that was. It was something good for me. Um, you know, running wasn't too serious in high school. It was almost what it was exactly supposed to be, just enjoying time with the people around you. And from that, I, I think that really helped grow my love of the sport. What originally drew you to John Carroll University? So there was a, a couple things that um, I guess landed me here. The first, so coming out of junior year, I was running really well. Um, was dropping somewhere into the 940 and 428 range in the mile back before, you know, back when that was, that was fat, like very fast. Um, I was starting to get a couple division one looks. And then I, I started to crash and burn um, going towards the end of my junior year. And a lot of the schools that I was looking at um, around Ohio told me they just didn't have places for me on their team anymore. Or it, it wouldn't be a good fit. Um, and that's when Kyle kind of approached me, um, told me he'd give me, obviously there's no money in division three, but I could come run at John Carroll. Um, and he really sold me on the dream of what we could be at John Carroll. He, he told me, you know, if you come here, here's what we got. We've got seven to 10 guys that are super committed. Um, this is where we want to be in four years. I, you know, I want to be on the podium as a program. I want guys running at the national meets. And I, I really believed in what, what Kyle was doing. Um, that coupled with my sister going to John Carroll, she was a senior when I was a freshman, really drew me into the program. And I really just had a lot of belief in, in Kyle and the guys that, you know, used to be at John Carroll that have graduated now. Mm -hmm. Throughout the past years of running for John Carroll, what do you think is one of the most important things that you've learned from Kyle? I think, and I guess there's, I could take a couple different avenues on that. Um, I think in terms of running, um, the most important thing is just consistency. I guess, yeah, con intentional consistency is a good way to put it. Um, you want to make sure that you're doing things at a high level and you want to make sure that you're doing them consistently. You know, you want to make sure you're sleeping eight, nine hours every night. You want to make sure you're taking care of your homework so you're able to get that sleep, hydrating, not skipping runs taking care of your lifts, recovery, mobility, et cetera. And I guess the purpose of him saying that being, if you continue to be intentionally consistent over and over and over and over again throughout time, then you're going to start to see results in the long term. Um, and then from a, just like a perspective of, you know, school life, mental, um, he's, he's really pushed me to like make sure that my highs don't get too high and my lows don't get too low. Um, when you're getting up and down like that, it takes, especially in college, when you've got heavy exams, heavy workouts, racing, traveling, um, it, it definitely takes a toll on your, on your body, emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, and if you're able to control those variables a little bit more, um, and then also that goes in hand, you know, sleeping, et cetera, but if you're able to control the variables of the mental side, it makes, life and running a lot more enjoyable and a lot more easier for you. How do you feel like the experience of going to a D3 school was different from going D1 and 
what do you think kind of some of the benefits were and maybe some things that you didn't like that might have been different at D1 school? I think, um, I guess speaking for myself, the big benefit I found from going to a division three school um, is that I just, I didn't get lost in the program. Um, Kyle specifically, I can't speak for all division three programs, but has a lot of care for every single runner on this team. And he, you know, he, he devotes attention to each runner on the team as if they were the only runner on the team. And I think that's really helped me blossom getting that individualized attention. And I think that's helped shape me. Um, I think also getting introduced into some smaller meets, smaller races and getting the chance to then work my way up into like bigger style races has been really beneficial instead of just getting thrown into the fray immediately. I'd say one thing that I think is, well, one thing I know is certainly different is um, certainly the culture. You know, in Division Three running, you've got people that are going to take it super seriously. You know, you've got people like myself that are there to get better every day. They want to see how far they can push themselves and just overall want to grow in the sport. But then you've also got people who are just, you know, they love running. They want to be a part of a team. They're happy to be there, but don't necessarily want to do that, you know, extra type of work that comes with pushing yourself to the next level. Um, and that's the cool thing about division three is you have a lot of blend of personalities that all come together to create a balanced team. Whereas I feel like at least uh, my visits to division one schools, I feel like it's a lot of, you know, guys that want to be there, guys that are there to work hard, guys that are there to get better. And, you know, each, especially at North Carolina, um, each and every guy, wants to do whatever it takes for them to get to the next level each and every day. And I think that's a little bit the difference is just maybe the commitment level of each program. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it comes with less pressure going to a D3 school? Because I feel like kind of expectation wise, like you see somebody commit to like Stanford or NAU, like everybody's like, oh man, they better be good. They're going to be really good. But I feel like it would be less pressure. So can you kind of speak on the pressure points? I'd say that's a good question. That's something that I, I definitely struggled with my junior year a lot was the outside pressure. I think it depends. Um, obviously, if you're a top division one recruit, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that because, you know, each and every time you step to that line, people around the country are going to be watching, waiting, wondering, looking for results. Um, and in division three, obviously, mostly nobody really knows who's running in division three. Um, with that pressure though, just sort of comes how you handle it. If you let the pressure get to you and you let the, uh, outside factors determine the way you feel, the way you think about your running, the way you think about your racing, you know, the pressure ruin the love of the sport. Um, and that can definitely be a bad thing, but as you've seen with some of the top to you know, Colin Solomon, Nico Young, um, those guys over at NAU, they, they took the pressure and they ran with it. So it's kind of an opportunity to rise to the occasion with the pressure in division one and people can really make the most out of that. Whereas division three, it's mostly just kids. It's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. It's looking for kids, kids looking to prove themselves. Me, Ethan, Greg, Pat skull, nine forty-five, two milers out of high school, just, you know, looking to work hard, looking to make a name for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Throughout the last uh, couple of years of college, what are some of your favorite memories or races? Oh, that's a good question. I think, oh, in terms of memories, um, 
outside, I guess, sort of with running outside of running. Um, my favorite memories are probably from COVID, to be honest. We, it was sort of John Carroll's transition period from being a, a team that nobody had really heard of to um, one of the top teams in Division Three in the country. It was each morning we'd wake up at 6.30 in the morning. Um, the seven or eight of us between the two cross-country houses at John Carroll would meet up. You know, we'd go for a run. We'd talk, laugh, joke, um, get the hard work in, go to our classes, go to work, come back in the evening, get our doubles in together, and then just hang out every night for however long we were, um, you know, doing school remotely. So that was a really, really incredible time. And um, I think my favorite race, I guess I have two. I, I really enjoyed the 10K at Stanford this year. That was I feel like if I could define my career with one race, that would be the race I'd use. Um, all the hard, hard work, all the you know long days, long miles, uh, lifting, stretching, sleeping, telling myself that it would pay off. That's where it really felt like I, I had done what I had set out to do um, in the four years. And I was, I was extremely proud of myself for that one, sticking to the pace. Um, and then my other favorite race would be um, the 10K at Nationals last year, going one-two with my my teammate and friend, Jamie Daly, and also seeing him win the 5K the next day. You know, it's, it's extremely cool to see your own hard work pay off. That's always an, an incredible feeling, something I, I really can't describe. But to be able to see your teammates' hard work that, you know, you know they put in, you were right there with them every step of the way pay off is also a really, really incredible feeling. Mm -hmm. I know you've won track and cross-country titles, so which one do you prefer winning or does it feel cooler to you to win? cross country is definitely the my fate i through and through i feel like obviously crossing tracker but i'm i feel like i'm a cross country runner and i love cross country um it's you know i think i think it's one of the hardest to win because you've got 815 steeplers 5k 10k um you know every single discipline is setting on the line on the grass and the clock doesn't matter it's just who can get to that line first and i think there's something really cool about that and then you add in the, the team aspect of running for your team, and that makes that a whole lot better. And then you've also got, uh, I don't, you know, cross-country shoots, there's hundreds of people lining the finish straight. And to have, like, you know, people screaming, seeing your teammates, seeing your family. It's a picture I always like to look at from cross nats this past year. Me finishing, I was pumping my arms up, and I, you can see just over my left shoulders, my little brother, um, putting his head out, cheering me on. And that's one of my, one of my favorite memories from, from college running so far. So definitely cross country over track. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, do you like winning in cold weather or hot weather? If it's like a cross country race, I know you, I think you won run one, like one cross title where it's snowing. I feel like those are like the coolest. Like it looks so cool in the pictures with the snow. There is. So um, definitely the snow we, so John Carroll used to have a, a coach named Elmore Banton and he won. Oh God. It's, it was like 19, somewhere in the 1970s or eighties. He won an individual cross country title in division one um, at East Lansing. And there's a picture of him raising his fist, um, winning the division one title with snow all around him on that same course. And he told me, he's like, you know, re repeat history, obviously different divisions, but you know, there's that same picture almost 50, 50 years later, 40 years later of me doing the same thing, raising my fist with the snow all around. So it's just one of those things that 
being able to race in 10 degree weather with eight, 12 inches of snow is once in a lifetime. You're never going to see that on the roads. You're never going to see that on the track. Um, so to be able to be a part of that was really, really cool and a memory I won't forget. For sure. What are kind of the big goals for this year and just things you want to accomplish on the track? Yeah, I, I guess um, with this track season coming to an end, um, nationals, obviously, I, I'd really like to win the 10K and 5K. I know, you know, my fitness is the best it's ever been. Aerobically, I'm, I'm repping workouts like I've, like I'm ready to run fast um, and I'm ready to compete at that that top level. Um, so definitely want to win both the 5K and 10K. Um, I guess next year at University of North Carolina, the goal is just to get as close to that 28 flat barrier in the 10K as I can. Um, it's definitely been on my mind this year. It's going to be on my mind next year. Breaking four in the mile, that's a big one. We'll see if I can get enough speed to knock down that wall. Um, and then hopefully in the 13, you know, low 1330s in the 5K, I definitely feel like all these things are in my wheelhouse and I'm, I'm certainly ready to do the work to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so going into next year at UNC, um, what are kind of the – or actually, first, before we talk about the goals there, what kind of first drew you there and what did you see in that school? Yeah, that's – so I visited a, a lot of great programs um, around the country. And the moment I got to UNC, I, I knew that it was the, the right place for me. Um, those guys have a just a level of professionalism and dedication that you could see from a mile away. Um, Parker Wolf, Ethan Strand, John Tatter, Patrick Anderson. Um, first thing they said to me on the run was, you know, here's what we want to do next year, and here's where we think you can fit in and be a part of it. And that's, you know, that's exactly what I want to be. I want to be, you know, a big part of getting on the podium. I want to be a, a big part of a team that has big goals. Um, and on top of that, having big goals, you need to have a team that's going to back that up with hard work. And that's their biggest emphasis is consistent, intentional hard work. Um, so I think, you know, if I, if I go to UNC and I, when I go to UNC next year, I think it's going to push me to the next level that I've been looking for being surrounded by that much dedication, that much consistency, that much hard work, and just like a breath of fresh air, um, having guys that want it that badly will be, you know, extremely, extremely nice. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yes. So will you be there for one year or? So I have, um, two indoors, two outdoors, um, and one cross country. Um, as it stands right now, I'll be going there for a year. Um, if things go well and um, Miltonburg, Coach Milt and Coach Moini want me back, um, I would certainly um, come back for that second year. Don't want to put too much pressure on myself now. Who knows? Um, you know, maybe I'll want to go to the roads. Maybe I'll have a good job lined up, et cetera. Um, I've capped off a good career, but I kind of want to see where this next year takes me and then go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the ideal world, would you like to try to go pro or? Yeah, that's the, mm -hmm. that's the dream. You know, it's, it's one of those things where um, as a high schooler, it felt so like it was a mountain that was unreachable. Um, and each day I feel like I'm chipping away at it, getting closer and closer to that goal. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep chasing the dream every day. Um, you know, you have a good race and the dream feels, you know, so alive again. So um, I'm just going to keep putting in hard work. I'm just going to keep showing up day to day. And if 
after my time at University of North Carolina, someone comes and picks me up, I would certainly jump at that opportunity. I've got big dreams to run at the trials and the 10K and then the marathon one day. And it's just pedal to the metal until I get there. For sure. What, what was your major at John Carroll? And would you want to do something like that in the future possibly? Yeah. So that's, I guess I was talking to my professor about that today, actually. I, my um, undergrad major is finance. Um, and I'd really, I'd really like to go into the um, private equity side of real estate um, funding real estate. And that's, I took a class in real estate this semester that really kind of sparked that interest. Um, so the dream would be to work something like that real estate development company, um, something along that lines. If obviously if, um, my running dream doesn't work out and then if real estate doesn't work out, then maybe hopefully work for one of the running companies on the corporate finance side. Mm -hmm. For sure. What are some of your hobbies outside of running that bring you joy? It's a good question. Um, I love, I love, love, love being outside. That's me and my girlfriend. If there's any sort of nice weather in Cleveland, Ohio, we love going for a walk in the, the best national park in the country, Cuyahoga Valley National Park. There's tons of beautiful trails. There's tons of, you know, nice rivers, nice spots, gazebos to go sit um, and hang out. And when I'm not, not running or not, sitting outside i just like to spend time with the guys on the team um we like to go to applebee's and get half priced apps uh go get ice cream we're going to be going camping here in a couple weeks what's the uh go-to ice cream flavor it's a good question um you're not going to like my answer vanilla i am so 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 boring I, i'm not mad about it you know i think <laughs> i think people hate on it too much you know it's people think it's basic. It's becoming a little underrated, honestly. You get the yeah. chocolate syrup on there. It's nice and consistent. I get, yeah, I get, there's a place called East Coast nearby. I get uh, vanilla ice cream or I'll get vanilla ice cream and mix in M&Ms. They call it a concrete. So, so good. Mm -hmm. Outside of running, what are kind of some, some things on your bucket list that you would like to do destination or activity wise? <laughs> Everyone on my, my team is going to make fun of me for this, but I'd really like to. So I've always loved like camping and campers since I was a little kid. Um, and the first thing, first thing I want to do once I have a little bit more money and a little bit more time is I want to buy, a, you know, an old like beat up 10, 12 foot 1990s camper. Got the whole thing out and rebuild it and make it my own. Um, that's sort of like the first step and exploring around the country, um, going to all the national parks, going camping over in uh, the Smokies when I'm, you know, not competing, et cetera, um, over at Chapel Hill. So that'd be, that's number one thing on my, my list of things to do once I graduate. Um, besides that, uh, I definitely want to go, I've, I want to go to um, Alaska really badly. I feel like there's just so many cool things out there to see. Um, maybe hike some of the some of the bigger mountains in the country. Then maybe I guess the last thing would be if I can ever get the guts to do it would be a skydive. But mm. as for now, I'm afraid of heights, so I don't think that's gonna happen anytime in the near future. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'd I'd be like uh, 
I'd be the one to wimp out if we if I just ever did it. I'd I'd fly on the plane and then I I think I might wimp out. But yeah, it's just definitely would be a scary experience. I, I'd be okay once I was in, in the sky maybe, but the jumping out is the hard part. Someone if, if they could get me out of the sky, I think you know I'd, I'd have to be fine at that point. But. Yeah. What would be your biggest advice for others in the sport of running, trying to find success? I'd say there's a, there's a couple um, lessons that I've learned over the four years of running that I wish I could go back and tell myself four years ago. Um, I think number one is don't read into results too much. Um, and that sort of goes with what I said earlier of managing your highs and lows. When you run a fast time, uh, it's, you know, there's, there's always more to be had. And when you run something that, you, you know, terrible and you're really upset about, just remember that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, the other advice I'd give to myself is just trust the process and be consistent. Um, same thing I've done the last four years. If you want to be successful, you need to put in the work. Um, and that's sometimes hard for people to hear that, you know, it, it, it takes pain. It takes hard work. It takes a lot of energy and it's some days it's really going to be hard. Um, but the days that are good make all the hard running, all the tough nights, all the, you know, struggle that you go through to find the success worth it. Um, and I think that's that's an important line, especially to kids that are just getting into the sport. You know, keep persevering, keep pushing, keep going for it, and just keep chasing your dream. You're gonna you're gonna find some success at some point if you keep pushing yourself to that next level. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess maybe. <clears throat> Uh, the last thing I, I wish that I, I could have told myself oh, four years ago would just be, uh, enjoy the ride. Um, I think people say that a lot in a, a cliche kind of way, but as I reflect graduating this weekend on my four years in college, I think some of the best memories I have, the best memories I have are the time I spent with my team and my friends around me every day. Um, fast, fast, I'm going to come with you spending time with the people you love. Um, so just enjoy those moments as much as you can. 100%. Yeah, it's awesome. Going from moving on to a few would you rather now, kind of a interesting transition here with the yeah. uh, topic and these funny would you rathers. But first, uh, would you rather be a high school teacher or a clown for a living? Wow, that's – I felt I, when you said clown initially, I, I felt like that was going to be an easy one, but – High school teachers kind of a tough job too because they get they get bullied pretty bad too from their students. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know if I'd like that. I think I'd still pick high school teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think in the long run, it get being a clown would get pretty tiring. I don't know what the the four hundred one k options yeah, look like. What's the retirement on that? Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather listen to an annoying laugh for a whole day or get tickled for one hour? Oh God. I I the the na- like the nasally style laugh gets me. Oh man. I think I'd rather get tickled for an hour. That's all. That's the <laughs> there's no winning in that one. Yeah, you can yeah, lose lose scenario there. You can you can get it over faster with though if you choose the tickling. Would you rather have to speak in rhyme for the rest of your life or have to speak in riddles for the rest of your life? 
Uh, I think I think speaking in riddles would be kind of cool, like an old mysterious like lighthouse man or something. That might be kind of fun. Yeah, r- rhymes. I think would it would get very cringy. I feel like I'm in a Disney movie or something after a few days. Tough when you want to talk to someone and you act you know accidentally speak a word and it's just impossible to rhyme with. Yeah, be out of luck. So last thing here, uh, if do you follow the NBA and if so, game two tonight is going on right now. Nuggets versus the Lakers, and this will probably come out Monday, I think. But who do you got in this series and tonight? So this is a, a loaded question. I went to um, St. Vincent St. Mary High School in Akron. So I went to LeBron James's high school. Shoot. So I'm a connection. I'm a diehard LeBron fan. LeBron every day of the week. He he let him have the first one. He was resting. He'll be ready tonight. Lakers are gonna take the win. LeBron's gonna win another ring. Take the take a little bit more of uh it's a legacy year. I think that's all I've got for you, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It was great talking to you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Running in Circles. If you enjoyed the episode, you can show your support by leaving a five-star review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts because it really helps out the podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and I'll see you next time on Running in Circles.